week's episode of Two Girls, One Podcast is brought to you by Facebook. Facebook is the number one social network for teens. Why use those other apps like TikTok or Snapchat when Facebook has so much great content like uh, memes and videos? Teens love the videos. Download Facebook today and chat with your friends about Fortnite and television programs on the CW Network. Also, don't worry about that whole democracy thing because they fixed it according to this ad copy. And now here are the hosts who go out of their way to follow all the social media bots. Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. Hello, everybody. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. Everyone, Allie and I are performers. Our background is that we had a live comedy show called Blogologues, where we use the internet as a script. We performed blog posts and social media for a lot of years. And we were always wondering, who are the people behind these posts that we're performing? So right away, we created a web series. It was called Two Girls, One Show. You can find that on Hoo And in that, we interview people behind the posts and then go on scripted adventures. And now we are focusing on the interview portion of the internet, going uh, behind the posts and meeting people behind communities, phenomena, trends, all of these things that we're finding fascinating. So welcome, everyone. Hey, Allie. Hey, Matt. How's it going over there, Matt? Uh, it's pretty good. I just fell asleep during that intro, so uh, thanks for bringing me back. <laughs> I'm so you know, self-conscious. Wait, rub it in, rub it in, Matt. <laughs> I'm mad. I can fall asleep anywhere, wide awake in the middle of the afternoon. I can fall asleep. Oh no! <laughs> How yeah. was your night? Not good. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. I think um, it's getting worse. Isn't that fun, uh, listeners? It's getting worse. Those but it was getting better. A long time. It was getting yeah. better. This summer, I thought I was on the way out, and now it's getting worse. And what I the fuck am happened? losing my mind. I don't know. But now it's multiple nights in a row again. Did you have a baby? Um, I might as well have a baby. <laughs> okay. My yeah. twin had a baby, so that's some oh, yeah. news. Mm-hmm. So congratulations I'm flying to the twin to see baby B. it. <laughs> Um, yeah. no, this one, it was born with a name, which is crazy for my family. Um, wow. Do they, oh, okay. Once again, yeah, yeah, yeah. filling in new listeners, my legal birth name was Baby A, and my brother was Baby B, but he named his child. He named it Luke, and I told him the force will be strong with this one. <laughs> oh, I really like the name Luke. That's a good one. That's a strong name. Question, yeah. question. Yeah. If you are psychically connected to your twin, yeah, which, as I, we all know, is fact, is fact, are you being woken up in the night by the psychic vibes of your twin's newborn infant? Yes. Do you think what I need to do is murder the baby? Is that <laughs> what you're suggesting? Wow. 
Uh, no, that? I am not suggesting okay, child murder, yeah, but what? okay. <laughs> For the uh, record, I, I am Medea not suggesting reference. child murder. Yeah. Okay. Listen, if it's going to help me sleep at night, I'd do anything at this point. <laughs> I think I told you guys, I was thinking about it. I would give up a finger to sleep. If a magical genie came and was like, you can give up. If I cut off your finger, you'll sleep every night for the rest of your life. I'd, I'd, I'd have some pause with the thumbs. Did we yeah. already talk about this? But no. Anything else? No, fair and, game. And fair I game. get it. I get it. Yeah. What's yeah. worse, do we think, insomnia or sleepwalking, where you do crazy shit? Insomnia is worse. Okay. Because if <laughs> yeah, I, I sleptwalk so. and did crazy shit, at least I might wake up feeling like I'd slept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would give anything to have that kind of. I, would, I was just thinking, yeah. like, what if you're going around like abducting babies while you were sleepwalking? You know, that would be that would be worse. It's not your fault. <laughs> Listen, all yeah. you do is you chain yourself to your bed and you have a nice night's mm. sleep. You know what I mean? Cool. That's got a solution. <laughs> Lock yourself in your room. That's an easier yeah. fix. Yeah, totally. You know? Well, I wonder what the teens are doing about all this because today is all about the nice teens. Nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> it's about I wonder the what children. the teens think about child murder. <laughs> what do they think? We are old, and but it's so easy to be old these days. Like you, you know, you turn twenty three. Yeah, it's you're, so you're easy. Out of you just age. Exactly. Uh, I see what you mean. <laughs> but like, even young people are old these days in internet in the life of the internet. So today we're looking at a trend that some of you may know about, some of you may not be so into yet. Uh, but it's TikTok. And whenever I say TikTok, I want to make the noise. <laughs> Just to clarify, we're not interested in being the old people looking at this that all the kids are on. It's specifically. Watch exactly, a TikTok. You know, it's specifically. Is that a clock? It's just right, my grandfather's clock, mate. Okay, I was going to explain how we got here today, but I guess I'll just sit down. I'm already seated. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Okay, oh. okay, okay, okay. So basically what happened <laughs> is that Jen and I found this trend that's going on on TikTok where girls are playing abusive voicemails from their ex-boyfriends and dancing to them. And it's kind of wild, and it's starting or continuing this conversation around toxic masculinity within this teen community and other teens are coming out and saying like watching these made them realize that the way they're being treated isn't okay. So Jen and I were really interested in that. Um, and then of course we all chatted and decided like that trend might be a flash in the pan. But so we did reach out to this reporter, EJ Dixon, who if you could say someone is a specialist in TikTok communities, I guess we could say that about her. So um, that's what we're looking at today. That's me clapping <laughs> with that my okay? tongue. Yes. <laughs> so we're not going to just like focus on like what is, but like, you know, what are some of the major communities and trends that are taking off there? I was also just reading that there are doctors joining to spread really? the word about how vaping is bad, but I want everyone wow. to know oh. that I've started vaping. Wow. Wait, you have? You're on the jewel wagon? <laughs> not jewel. Not jewel. I know. I know what, I know what you're doing, you Californian. I'm not going to say it, but oh I my, will suggest whoa. it. Right. Oh, there's a lot. I, there's a lot here. Hold on. Yeah. Before we get it, I, I would like to hear about your vaping, but mm -hmm. I don't use TikTok and I should be more knowledgeable. Yeah, because you're an adult. I should be more. I'm, I'm an adult. I'm an older 
person. I'm 64. But <laughs> TikTok is about like pulling in like short clips of music and then lip syncing or dancing and other stuff. Or like it revolves around music culture as it at its core. Is that an accurate statement? I don't fucking know. Okay, now Matt. we sound old because I don't think that's necessarily true. I think okay. it's like think all kinds true. of weird shareable clips. Like I was watching some a while ago and it was like weird, like cats were like cat memes were like racing around and magnifying and kaleidoscoping. I think it's like all kinds of shit. But is there, a, was there a soundtrack to that uh, clip? I, I guess I'm, I'm trying Probably. to differentiate TikTok culture from Vine culture. Vine culture was like, do whatever wacky thing you can in six seconds. And then people were taking those clips and then remixing them and remixing them. And it became a culture unto itself. My perception was TikTok revolves around like lip syncing culture. But then obviously creators are going in vastly different directions from there. I think of Triller when I think of like lip syncing and music videos. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't even know that. Well, it just raised another $28 million. <laughs> cool. Great. Great. I'm sure so that I, will be well spent. And my friend is the founder. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But I think we're going to need to get a little background on how this app is different than a lot of apps that we're familiar with because yes. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Yep. So get ready, y'all. We're about to sound old. And uh, I know. Ali, I'm surprised you're not on TikTok, though. I feel like you're generally really up on the new apps. Yeah, but like, I don't even think there is a community for 35-year-olds on there. Like, where would I go? Who would I hang out with? Our attention with? spans like, are too long. I want to hang out in VR, yeah. as we know. Oh, hang on, VR. That seems like all ages. But well, I think you need to hear from some of the doctors on TikTok about your, uh, your vaping, vaping addiction. Habit. What is that all about? So, okay, so I cut out alcohol, like, six eight months ago because of insomnia because like i've been trying so many things and that's the only thing where i'm like oh if i drink i don't really sleep that well that night so i cut out alcohol completely so i've been getting high a lot (laughs) (laughs) are you high right now (laughs) Um, i wish i were high right now because i feel like it would be better for everyone um but i feel like vape i feel like being high on the job is never a trend you want to start psa (laughs) Don't be high at work, but be high after work. No, but yeah. in California, it's legal. Just like nobody cares. I just like vape down the street, vape at a restaurant, vape at a bar. Nobody cares. So like everybody's having a drink and I'm just like that girl in the corner vaping. Wow. I feel like if I took one yeah. puff, if I vaped like once, I just like inhaled once, I, I'd, I'd be a mess. I'd be all paranoid. I don't do well no, with no, the no, pot. No, 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 no. But this is the, but this is the beauty of California. This is the beauty of California because I did not do well with the pot in New York and never smoked. And like as Jen knows, had one experience, one experience where a I thought I would die. So yeah. I... <laughs> was not into it in New York, but in California, like this is, I'm actually like very pro legalization of everything now. Cause basically in California, you can walk to your local dispensary and be like, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I want. Like I literally told the guy, like I have insomnia. So I, I quit alcohol and I want like a fun social high. And he was like, you want this one. Great. Like, uh, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just so right. different and easy and wow. transparent. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Now there's all this research that it's healthier than alcohol. So like, why not? get a little high while my friends are binge drinking. Like, you know what I mean? It's like we have such strange standards about like what is healthy and what is not. Meaning in a state where it's illegal, you're just, you have to find it from some random person and you have no idea what is in it or what you're getting. Whereas at a dispensary, it's very clear that you're getting it for XYZ reason. Yeah, I have a sativa dominant hybrid. It comes with like an instruction manual. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) it's a totally different experience. And it's really, I think is, is, is great. I think it's so that's much cool. better, you know. So anyway, so I'm high. Yeah, that's <laughs> not awesome. right now. 
<laughs> but a lot. But I've started online dating again, and it's like a little weird because everybody just wants to go get a drink. And I, I mean, yeah. Uh, insomnia aside, I feel like if you've been to ten bars, you've been to all of them, and I've been to three thousand bars. Like I'd so much rather like go for a hike or see something or do something, and people are like weirded out by that. I know. Well, for a first date, yeah, like how to, out, they can go fuck themselves. Well, you didn't need what? to drink alcohol. You could get something else. Yeah, then people are like weird about There's it. There's a social stigma know. with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you I should agree. probably stop wearing a onesie to the date. That's probably the main issue. <laughs> Matt, I want to be comfortable. <laughs> she wants to take off her whole alpha when she goes to the bathroom. <laughs> the definition <laughs> Every of comfort. Time. <laughs> I love the idea of showing up on a date wearing not just a onesie, but a fleece onesie and my vape. <laughs> I'm just. Wow. Vaping away, dressed as a bear, you well, know. Breaks the ice. <laughs> yeah. Only you can start forest fires, <laughs> which is also too soon in California. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I should stop talking today. No, you're all good. Is it trivia time? Yeah. Could be. It could be trivia time if you'd like. I, I mean, would not like, I but I know we're mandated, so let's get it out of the way. Yeah, we are required. So, uh, little a little confession today. I, I was not really prepared for the show. You guys had said, oh, we're covering TikTok. I thought we were talking about the 2009 mega hit song, TikTok by Kesha. Sorry, I was having a lot of fun over here. I love that song. It's a great song. <laughs> I have some great Kesha trivia. Has nothing to do with the show, but uh, it's up oh, to you. I'm down for Kesha trivia. Yeah, I'm, I'm in it. Let's do it. I'm gonna give you three facts about Kesha, the greatest singer-songwriter probably <laughs> of our time. Two of them are real. They're sourced from reputable media outlets. One of them I made up from my crazy Kesha-loving mind. Which of these Kesha facts is Ooh. fake. Are you ready? Yes. I love Kesha, but I don't know anything about her. About mm. her personal life. Is she related life. to Hulk Hogan? So, so many kind of wormholes I can go down. <laughs> what? Oh, I've, I mean, I've she, never heard she that. looks like his daughter. What? They're different thing? people, though. All right, let's, let's hear it. <laughs> okay, that was left field. I didn't see that one coming at all. Jen, do you remember when we performed the Hulk Hogan sex tape on stage? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I still have that wig. Cool. Yeah. All right. I mean, bald cap. With hair on the sides. That's not really a question. If you perform the Hulk Hogan sex tape on stage, you're yeah. going to remember that. How could well, you not remember? We performed a lot of weird shit. Throwing it out there. It's possible we'd forget. <laughs> we did. We did. We did. We did. All right. Speaking of weird shit, uh, here are three facts about Kesha. Remember, you're looking for the fake one that I made up. Here we go. A, despite all her songs being about partying and sex, she was a very diligent student who was enrolled in an international baccalaureate program, and she had nearly perfect SAT scores what? coming out of high school. That's choice A. I believe that. Choice B. Yep. She released an extremely limited edition of her 2009 album, Animal. That was her breakout album and which had all the hits. Uh, and this limited edition included a small vial of her own blood. That box set now goes for $14,000 on eBay. That's choice B. I mean, I mean, go on. I just... <laughs> okay. C, she asked her fans to send her their own teeth and she received 1,000 teeth in the mail, which she then fashioned into a bra, a headdress, oh, no. and no. a pair of earrings. That's choice that's, C. Yeah, that's, that's disgusting. 
Two of these are real, oh, one is fake. No. Which is the fake one? I'm gonna say C is fake. I'm trying so hard not to Google yeah. it right now. Because that could C go terribly wrong. I just, I also feel like that's like a Lady Gaga move and that we would have mm. heard like ripping it. out their teeth. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm pretty yeah. sure A is true. <laughs> I think I read that she's like well, super smart. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna all say about C the curveballs with trivia today, so I'm gonna say A is false. She's all about blood and it's, teeth. It's not, okay. Jen. <laughs> I just, you. I wanna be different today. I'm gonna go with A. Okay. 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 Allie goes with C, the teeth. Jen goes with A, the perfect SAT scores. We'll find out the fake Keshet fact after this commercial break. That's right. That's me and Allie clapping and cheering, just the two of us. We'd like to make noise. We have so many hands. I've been warming up my clappers all month. That's what we call hands. <laughs> clappers. Because we want to thank our biggest Patreon supporters, Jessica Fox, Melissa Elliott, James Dozier, and Shane, who is just like Madonna and Beyonce, there's no last name. That's right. So hop on to Patreon, support us, and you too will get the standing ovation that you deserve. Thanks, everyone. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. And now a real missed connection advertisement entitled... San Diego Comic-Con Men's Room M4M22 from the number one website for cosplay dating Craigslist.org Me, horse costume You, chicken mask We made out in the second stall in the men's room outside Hall D Same place, same time next year I'll be in a llama costume. Ellie, do you remember at BronyCon when, was it like one person in a chicken costume? Multiple people? I don't remember what you're talking about, but I forgot to tell you. I took a picture. I met a girl at Halloween this year who was going as a brony. So she wore <laughs> fake facial nice. hair and a wig. And, yeah, yeah. I was into it. That's I was great. into it. That's so cool. Yeah, no, I just remember. Good. I think... I think it was one very large man in a chicken costume who was doing that, like, was it Shia LaBeouf, like, the do it, <laughs> um, and, like, oh, really, like, riling yeah. up all the bronies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, that that's what an that made me think That was an interesting time. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Hold on. Pause Pause in the podcast. It smells like burning yeah. toast. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, she's having a stroke. I know. This I was is like, it? is it me? Hold <laughs> Keep on. Keep it rolling. Wanna, I want to just check to be sure it's not on fire or I'm having a stroke. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping all of this in, by the way. Oh, great. <laughs> Damn, well, that was weird. It must be coming through the wall for my neighbor and or I'm having a stroke, but let's all stay tuned. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. Well, I'll keep it rolling in case you, uh, in case this is it for you. I know. I feel fine. All right, well, let's keep going. <laughs> in case these say. are Jen's final moments, we'll record them. Oh, oh God, <laughs> guys, stop. <laughs> that, would, that would be horrible. I know, but it's meaningful. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> Kesha! <laughs> Kesha, yeah, sorry that today's trivia is not related at all to the topic of the show, but uh, hashtag Kesha. Yes, it is, though. TikTok! I'm down. Question. <laughs> when this song was popular and Kesha came on the scene, her name is stylized with a dollar sign as, yeah. in, as the S in Kesha. And 
I feel like I should I should put that in my name, like legally. Like uh, my last name begins with an S. I sh- it should be the dollar sign. Don't you yeah. think? Well, it also makes sense because your last so. name is Silverman. So you could right. make it like a, yeah. It's on brand for me. Yeah, it's know? very you know, on you brand don't, You don't you. pronounce the S <laughs> when it's like that. You say, ka-cha-ching, ha. Maybe <laughs> be cha-ching that, or I didn't, I did, sorry, yeah. I did not realize that. Yeah. Okay. It's a Matt. cha-ching, but you do it in a high pitch voice. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was the world's biggest Kesha fan. Jen Apparently has proven not. me incorrect. <laughs> yeah. Which of these Kesha facts is fake? I made one of these up. The choices were A, she's super smart and had perfect SAT scores and was very studious in school. B, she released a very limited edition version of her album that included her own blood, and now that is very valuable. C, she asked fans to send her their teeth and boy, did they. She turned a thousand human teeth into a bra and earrings. Uh, Allie, you went with A. Is that right? No, no. You don't think she's I smart. believe A. Jen. She's smart. Okay. Jenny J went with A. Yeah, I That's went right. with That's right. <laughs> you both sound the same after a while, so I get confused. Matt. Not true. <laughs> we're different height. we're unique flowers yes <laughs> we're not the same height <laughs> Jen went with A Allie went with C the teeth sticking with those answers mm-hmm. yes the correct answer is the fake fact is B oh the blood Whoa. fooled you got him okay Vile so blood. the teeth it's thing is tame. real teeth is real oh that's disgusting real. so fans sent her their teeth yeah, I'm just not also, understanding. Also, are all of her where... fans like nine years old? Like, when do you like when? Because yeah, is it the putting... baby teeth? Yes, because yeah. it can't be adult teeth. Yeah, or is she asking people to, to pull out their teeth? Did you fact uh, check this? It's very troubling. So this is from the Huffington Post, and this was a, I think this is a quote directly from her. Like she could be bullshitting and just making that up, but that this is what she claims, and it has been uh, referenced a, a lot of places online. Take it with a grain of salt, but uh, it has been reported that she has a bra made of human teeth, like you do. Wow. That sounds horrible on so many levels, especially (laughs) for the nips. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I wonder what the teens think about that. (laughs) Just kidding. I wonder if the teens even know who Kesha is anymore. Jeez, I feel like Mm. that already feels old. Um, But we're so excited because our guest is with us. Everyone, please welcome E.J. Dixon, who's a staff writer at Rolling Stone. She is coming to us live from her office. Welcome, E.J. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining. So uh, what the fuck is TikTok? <laughs> we, we sounded like like complete idiots at the top of the episode trying to describe what it is, but we're not on it. So in your own words, how would you describe it to people and how is it different than everything else that's out there right now? Sure. I think that's a fair question. Um, I was actually practicing this with my husband yesterday, <laughs> like sort of like refining the summary of what it is. And he was like, this doesn't sound like an app that anybody would want to use. So um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I'm relaying it well. Um, and essentially, we're all it's, old. Yeah. <laughs> essentially, it's a video sharing app that's similar to Vine, except it doesn't have a six second limitation. Um, a lot of it is lip syncing, um, which is, you know, similar to its predecessor musically. But some of it is it's a pretty wide range of like comedy skits and like lip syncing to various audios. Basically, it's like YouTube, but much more condensed, I guess, I would say. 
And how did you fall into covering this? Um, well, I, I wouldn't say I cover it exclusively. Um, right. There are other things in the world. I would, yeah. I would say my interest in it arose from using it, like, obsessively. <laughs> I spend a lot of time on it. Just, it's extremely addictive. Like, and there are memes about this, like, on TikTok. Like, basically, it starts out with, like, oh, I've heard there's this weird app that, like, all the teens are using. And then you download it, and then you're like, oh, this is weird. Why does anybody like this? And then you just can't stop using it. Yeah. And check it every night before you go to bed. <laughs> so it's it's pretty addictive. What hooked you specifically? Like, what, what was the real thing that you enjoy about it? I think probably Theater Kid TikTok is what drew me in specifically. <laughs> we have to about Theater that. Kid TikTok. <laughs> I mean, it's just like a hashtag, like theater kit. And a lot of the memes on TikTok are basically like, um, like there's a Heather's meme, um, like a Heather's the musical meme. And there's, um, there are a bunch of like Beetlejuice memes um, and high school musical memes. And um, a lot of the people who like are hopping on these trends, like don't, they clearly don't like know what the Heather's musical is or like what the Beetlejuice musical is, but there is like a subsection of like, theater kid TikTok that's very into these memes. And yeah, I mean, the second that I dove into that world as a former theater kid myself, I, I probably spent like two or three hours just like scrolling through the hashtag. <laughs> just for kicks and because we're not on there, do you have an example of what one of them might be? Yeah. I mean, the one you brought up earlier <laughs> was the, sort of like the consummate version of um uh, just this kid, like, pretending to be, you know, a director during Tech Week, giving, like, really bitchy notes to the <laughs> cast. Like, uh, Jaden, like, I have Y underlined three times. And, yeah, that, that brought me back as well. <laughs> I definitely got that note. Oh, it's so good. He's like, you're loud backstage and everyone can hear you. You're louder backstage than you are on stage. Yeah, definitely <laughs> did you, did got you that, get that note too. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> we all know I did. Um, yeah, it brought me back. Um, well, we found you, specifically, we were really interested in this trend that's happening right now about young girls playing voicemails, abusive voicemails from exes and dancing to them. So... We were wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that. And I mean, do you think that's just a flash in the pan or like is TikTok being used to help teens with toxic masculinity or what? So, yeah, basically, I noticed that there were a bunch of girls who were recording videos of themselves dancing to their abusive exes voicemails. And when I actually got in touch with some of these girls, they had really detailed and very disturbing stories about their relationships and the trauma that they'd endured and just how much they had affected them. And that when they came up with the idea to do this, it was really cathartic in a way. Um, and it kind of, they didn't use these words, but or this language, but it kind of helped them emotionally process the trauma. And that was sort of a recurring theme in everyone that I spoke with. And it's a really funny trend. Like if you see them, like they're, they're funny, but they also serve this other function of being, you know, really empowering in a lot of ways because they're sort of reclaiming their experiences and um, trying to add levity to something that was really difficult for them. In terms of whether it's a flash in the pan trend, I mean, yeah, like every every trend on TikTok pretty much is a flash in the pan. Mm -hmm. But I do think that it's part of this larger theme of Gen Z in particular sort of using 
the format of TikTok, you know, specifically, but, you know, memes in general of trying to discuss these broader social issues and adding levity to them in like a really interesting and effective way. Yeah. Are What are some other for you um, bigger examples of that on TikTok right now that you've seen? Sure. So this morning um, I saw, and I've seen a few of these, um, this girl in a hijab who was using um, the, you know, that song Bulletproof? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that trend. Yeah, this remixed version of of that song um, sort of to demystify like her hijab and make fun of like questions that people ask her about her hijab. There's a lot of LGBTQ pride content on there. There are a lot of like transgender teens who are sort of, you know, using that trend to also like poke fun at the questions that they get asked about their gender presentation. And there's a lot of anti-Trump content on there. There's this a trend of the song um, by this artist, Mahogany Locks, um, which is like, I can take your ban if I want to. And I saw that there was like somebody had done like an impeachment TikTok with Nancy Pelosi and uh-huh. and Melania Trump with that trend. I would say it's a pretty highly politically and socially conscious app. I would say like it has a reputation for sort of being made up of predominantly like e-girls like cosplaying or you know people just like looking cute and lip syncing to like like sexily the songs. But um, I, I think that's pretty far from the like that's a lot of the content, but. Not the content that's at least fed to me (laughs) via the algorithm. I think it's a pretty socially aware app on the whole. And that kind of reflects like Gen Z in general, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, kids today. So they're actually keeping it real. It's so nice. Yeah, I I did another story actually. No, I'm just remembering it. Sorry. About this girl who was bringing attention to um, this. There was this uh, teacher strike going on in Clark County, Nevada, and she was bringing attention to this strike and their efforts to unionize. And it went like massively viral in a way that like labor issues typically wouldn't on the Internet. And it really like it brought attention to this issue. And this was like a 16 year old girl. She had typically like posted content that was like making fun of disco girls like this was not she she told me this was very much not in her wheelhouse but she was really excited to see the type of response that it generated Mm -hmm. and in terms of the response what is the community like uh is it elevating people Is, is it toxic in any way what have you seen I think it's toxic in the sense that all social media is toxic (laughs) (laughs) um Well, it's very, I mean, it's very image focused. It's very front facing in the same way that Instagram, for instance, is like, I definitely think that there is a lot of pressure put on teenage girls to look and act a certain way. But I don't think that that is exacerbated um, on TikTok. I think it's just sort of a larger issue with social media. Is it better on TikTok? How much are they like face tuning themselves? A lot. (laughs) There's a lot of filter use. I would say that I've seen more comments actually making fun of sort of like the influencery type, um, you know, very conventionally attractive young women on TikTok than Mm -hmm. like the ones who sort of deviate from the norm. I think that there's a fairly supportive community Mm -hmm. on there, like a fairly body positive community. But I mean, it's obvious, like when you look at the follower counts, like who who gets the more followers, like who gets the most engagement, like it definitely is a platform that rewards beauty and youth above like 
anything else. Just like the rest of the world. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 EJ, I had a quick question about just the mechanics of the platform. You were talking about the lip syncing. Like, the mu- and this is so dumb because, like, if you're on it, you must know, and I don't know. The, the music clips are baked into the platform, meaning you can queue up any commercial top 40 hit and set it to play and then lip sync to it. Like these are people are not bringing it into the recordings from another source and creating because I'm fascinated why like an app is built in a certain way and it creates a, like a certain culture. So like did the lip syncing culture come from users or was that baked into the app day one? I don't know a lot about like the actual mechanics of making a TikTok because I never have. I'm just one of those like creepy adults <laughs> who spends a lot of time like scrolling through my feed watching teens. Um, but does it sound like the music is playing in the app, or does it sound like the music is playing like on a speaker? No, no, no. It's an internal in library. Sorry, that's the, yes. Internal yeah. library. That's kind of what I was getting at. So the, the app came on the scene and said, "Hey, we got all this music. Have fun with the music." Yeah, that's that's what Musically was, and I would. Th- I mean, a lot of it isn't just like lip syncing to music. A lot of it is lip syncing to like. I'm trying to think of an example of like a an audio that I've seen a lot. Well, people sample, like, people will lip sync to each other's TikToks. Like, that's really common. Mm-hmm. Like, the original audio. So, what's the community of old people like you and us that are lurking <laughs> mm-hmm. just to, like, learn about the youth? <laughs> I saw you posted something about, like, doctors encouraging teens not to vape, like, through TikTok. But what, what is there, like, also a community of olds? There definitely is a community of olds. Um, and I would say, um, you know, there's a substantial number of olds that I've seen who have like pretty big followings. Um, definitely not as big as <laughs> the like very wasp wasted 19 year olds. But, um, you know, you can be an old person on the app for sure. It's actually there's actually an over 30 trend um, and an audio that's used in a lot of TikToks. Where I don't want to sing oh, in my office. Say, <laughs> I don't want to sing it in my office. Sing in the office. No. They know what you do. It's your office. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, it's just like I'm over thirty. I was born after 1990. Like I'm only on this app because this kid showed it to me, and I thought it was dumb, but it's actually kind of fun. I am over thirty, and that's. I mean, that's kind well, of how I feel. <laughs> Exactly how I'd feel, yeah. I felt like that was going to end with ask me anything. I'm over 30, AMA. We talk a lot about trends on uh, platforms like YouTube and our listeners may not have seen, may not have the audiovisual context. So I presume the dancing to voicemails is a riff, is a take on dancing to, you know, a, a hit song. So instead of lip syncing or dancing to the song, they're dancing to this abusive voicemail. And that's the juxtaposition is that what what is making these um unique or special in the culture yeah i mean i think it's a number of things like i have seen people doing interpretive dancing to like non-musical audios as well so i think it was sort of a play on that just like uh, the joke is like interpretive dancing to something that is not music you know like that's sort of the joke on the macro level yes i was that's that's a better way to phrase it i'm like what's the joke here i mean and not that it's a it's not a a laughing matter the 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 attention that this uh these uh, women are bringing to the issue but there seems like there's a punchline that i'm not getting because i'm not on the platform and that makes a ton of sense yeah i would say the punchline is like the goofy interpretive dancing to an audio that is not music like the punchline is the dancing because it looks kind of weird and goofy and also to the fact that it's just something unexpected yeah 
So I was curious what kind of reaction some of these young women were getting to dancing to their ex's rants. I think that the reaction for the women um, has actually been kind of split. I think um, they've gotten a lot of support, especially from other young women who have been in abusive relationships. And they all told me, you know, I had women reach out to me who were like, I was thinking about breaking up with my ex and like your TikTok convinced me to because I saw like a lot of the red flags you described. Um, But I think that they also got a lot of negative reaction as is expected, like on any platform, right? But um, from people who uh, thought that they were violating their ex's privacy. And I think that there was also a very valid concern that these young women had about whether their exes would see it and retaliate against them in some way. And none of the women that I spoke with their exes had actually seen it, but they definitely, I mean, they both expressed that concern. I'd love to hear about some of the other trends in communities that have been really um, positive. Have there been any others specific to um, toxic masculinity? I don't know if there have been any trends that I've seen that are specific to toxic masculinity, but I would say that a lot of the more popular influencers, like their general aesthetic, for instance, is kind of a statement against toxic masculinity, if that makes any sense. Actually, there is an example. Um, So there is this trend. um, It's a song, but basically, like, the template is, like, this girl is, like, drunk and approaching, like, some guy at a party and saying, hey, wanna fuck? That's, like, the lyrics of the song. And depending on who's, like, doing the TikTok, it's, like, either a girl or a guy sort of role-playing or, like, play-acting the dialogue or the scenario, which is a lot of, you know, some of the content on TikTok is like that. It's sort of like a POV-type role-play. I I have seen some TikToks where, like, the guys do it, and they play, like, somebody who's very, like, bashful and, like, supportive, I guess. Um, Like, not necessarily, like, slut-shaming the girl who's asking, hey, want to fuck, but, like, you know, recognizing that she's, like, drunk. Um, And I might be overanalyzing this a lot, but I mean, I would say my takeaway from seeing that content is like, wow, like this is a lot different than teens, you know, that I went to high school with. (laughs) Like it it did seem like they were sort of explicitly gesturing towards um, consent, I guess. And like the value, the importance of consent. Would you say overall Gen Z does seem like a more socially conscious generation? I would, absolutely. Fucking millennials. <laughs> <laughs> they're the worst. Well, that's good. I'm so excited about the youth. I hear they're more industrious and hardworking as well. I'm not kidding. That's what I read. <laughs> Honestly, that's been my primary takeaway from spending so much time on TikTok is that the teens, A, have a lot more time on my hands than I did as a kid and B, like, are using it a lot better and like are a lot more socially and politically engaged than I was. What do you mean they have more time on their hands? Not that they have more time on their hands, sorry. I, 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 like, well, they have more time on their hands than I do uh, right, because I'm a parent. <laughs> yeah, and because they're teenagers. Um, <laughs> but they have more like platforms with which to ex- mm-hmm. express themselves, I guess. Just like a lot more options. I often wonder if I would have been mature enough at that age to be able to get on those platforms and do all of that. But I guess like the moment is calling to them. Excuse me, Jen. Um, Jen was in a drug and alcohol free dance troupe. So Jen would definitely have been on this platform. I mean, that's basically the same thing. 
hashtag never forget. Jen, can you send me that photo again? Because it's so good. <laughs> anyway, what? Uh, so do you think this is all part of China's massive takeover? <laughs> I mean, that's an above my pay grade, but I certainly <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Got it. Great. So, yeah, um, uh, where the youth are giving over all their strategy and ideas to China. This is going well. Um, for those who didn't know, it is a Chinese app. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Under investigation. Cool. <laughs> it is a Chinese developed app or it is uh, has Chinese investment money? Or I both. believe both. Wow. Okay. We would love to hear about other bubbles of communities on the TikTok app. So, you know, you've, you've told us a little mm-hmm. bit already about the theater kids and so on, socially aware people. Um, but, you know, our background is in comedy. So, you know, are there comedic circles? What, what else have you seen? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would not say that I'm deeply embedded within the, like, comedy scene, um, but I have noticed that a lot of, like, former Viners who, like, specialized in comedy are now sort of, like, bringing their brand to TikTok. Um, Like, Brittany Furlan is a big one. A lot of her content is, like, very Tommy Lee, because she's married to Tommy Lee. Oh, cool. Nuts. (laughs) But um, a lot of her content is very Tommy Lee-centric. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely like a big, um, like a lot of aspiring or successful. Like I honestly wouldn't know just because I'm not keyed into that world. Um, comedians on TikTok. Right, right. I assume the most, some of the most influential uh, folks on the platform are making some sort of living through uh, brands uh, sponsoring them. Is that is that prevalent or still emerging? I think it is prevalent. I would not say that I have been served a lot of sponsored content. Um, and I and I think also the fact that it's only a little over a year old has sort of prevented that from becoming a full-fledged industry like it has on Instagram, where you can't really like scroll through your feed without seeing a sponsored post. But yeah, I mean, there are definitely a lot of TikTokers who are partnering with brands. And I feel like if I was a former Viner and then I got on this new platform and I amassed a huge following... I would be scared out of my mind that this thing's going to go out of business in another year for because they were left flat-footed when the the other network went away. Like, is there discussion or fear around that in the influencer world? I have not seen any. I think that's a valid concern. Um, I do think that people who, I mean, in my own industry, in our industry especially, I mean, there's not really a lot of long-term strategizing when it comes to social media (laughs) platforms. so I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if that's sort of, you know, the same sentiment was true among influencers. But how big did Vine get? Because TikTok is enormous. Like, I don't know that Vine ever reached that, right? I think it got pretty big. As big as TikTok? I'm not, I wasn't really like a scholar of Vine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I loved Vine. I loved, I loved the magicians that were making magic tricks on Vine. It made me happy. <laughs> Do you think that TikTok, I mean, is it going to go the route of all social media platforms where it just becomes a cesspool of humanity or you have higher hopes based on Gen Z's, you know, infiltration of it? Well, it definitely is a cesspool like <laughs> of human. I mean... Okay, cool. Just checking. I want to be clear. <laughs> right. No, Got like it. I've... I've, I've <laughs> I think with every social media platform, like it amplifies both the good and the bad sides of humanity. And like the same is true on TikTok. I've seen a lot of MAGA content, mm-hmm. a ton of MAGA content, uh, a ton, like a ton of transphobic content too. Mm-hmm. And just generally like, you know, some, a lot of slut shaming content. I think that is actually among the bigger problems, a bunch of influencers, like kind of sniping at each other for like dressing too revealing or, you know, and I've also heard that there's a child predation 
oh. issue on there, but oh, it's not, it's not something that. that, I mean, yeah, it's not something that I've ever seen in my, you know, right, 9 right. p.m. obsessive school. I imagine but, there's a lot um, of lurking by those guys. Yeah, um, yeah, there definitely is. Again, I think that's true for every platform, but because it is so popular among teenagers specifically, I would imagine that a lot of the, like, I do think it probably is amplified mm-hmm. on TikTok. Like a lot of dudes hitting on 15 year old girls in comments um, that, yeah, you do see that a lot. But I do think that there is sort of a tendency because Gen Z is so much more socially aware, just like generally, that I do think there is a tendency for it to sort of skew more toward the direction of being a good thing for the teens than a bad mm-hmm. But maybe I could be being too optimistic. <laughs> I, I appreciate your optimism. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I, I was wondering if you see the the teens at the forefront of this trend that will, you know, kind of extend to all of us eventually that will all get on there. Or if you think this will remain, you know, specifically for a younger age group. Well, yeah, for sure. And it's and it's an interesting question because I, I like a lot of TikTokers recently, the same thing is happening on YouTube where um, brands and celebrities are sort of, you know, reading the New York Times pieces about how important this is and how this is where the youth are and are and are hopping on the bandwagon. Like Will Smith is on TikTok, Howie Mandel is on TikTok, Reese Witherspoon is on TikTok. And there's been a lot of complaints that I've seen um, from TikTokers and influencers in particular who are like, oh, well, what's going to happen to us now that, you know, all of these A-list celebrities are, are on here like, and TikTok is probably going to be promoting them. And like I said, you know, it's a parallel conversation is going on on YouTube, which has really been making a concerted effort to work with established celebrities. And a lot of influencers are feeling sort of like left by the wayside. Mm-hmm. So I think there is a legitimate concern about that happening. And I think we're probably going to see that dynamic unfold over the next year or so. Well, that just goes the way of Facebook. It was really trendy back when we were in college, and now only old people are on it, and it's slowly dying and ruining democracy. So, like, TikTok will do the same. As we said, it's already, it's already, isn't it already under federal (laughs) investigation? So, (laughs) we're on our way. Yeah, I didn't know that uh, Reese Witherspoon was on TikTok. So, cool. (laughs) Now, you're going to get on for Reese? I'm good. (laughs) Oh, Jessica Alba, too. Great. What are your final thoughts on what you see as the future? I don't, I'm curious, like, what do you think is like the future of social media? Like, are we going to continue to just see these sort of like flash in the pan apps that get like massive followings and then become shit shows and then a new one arises? Like, is this what's going to happen? Well, I mean, I actually can't really think of any apps like historically. I mean, other than Periscope, like novelty apps like YOLO, (laughs) if you guys remember that. Oh my God, I do. Um, you do? Yeah. Wait, was, oh no, I'm thinking of the Yo app, not Yo. Oh no, that, that's what it was. That's what it was. That's <laughs> oh, what it was called. Okay, yeah. Got it. <laughs> I still don't understand how that raised a million dollars. No. <laughs> yeah, most of like most of them ha- have been, you know, historically like obviously overvalued, but have had fairly significant staying power. Mm-hmm. Um, like Snapchat, you know, I think had a similar reputation as TikTok a few years ago, mm-hmm. and obviously there's been internal drama there. Um, but it's, I mean, every teen I talk to says they use Snapchat. Like, it's not like nobody's on Snapchat. Yeah. I mean, I think that TikTok is actually, I mean, I think the hype is just sort of starting to build and reach like grown up ears. I mean, it's been around for more than a year, right. Which is like a pretty short lifespan in Silicon Valley. Like that's actually like fairly long. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's kind of proved its staying power to some extent. Yeah. 
So, EJ, finally, I guess we're just curious if we were to get on TikTok anytime soon, you know, if we don't just want to like start following Will Smith and Reese Witherspoon, like, where should we begin? What are some, you know, interesting niches that we could get into? How did you, what did you start looking at when you got on there? How do we start? <laughs> well, I mean, the algorithm, which we didn't really talk about, but it's, it's really interesting. Everything on the For You page is like, you know, uniquely tailored to like the stuff that you have been looking at. So it's kind of like a self-perpetuating thing. Like it only shows you stuff that you've like previously engaged with or like trends that you've previously engaged with. So you can obviously like waste a lot of time, uh, you know, scrolling through your feed in that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would just type in like hashtags and things that you're interested in. I mean, it's hard, it's hard for me to say just because like, I kind of just like immediately became addicted. <laughs> now I'm concerned that it's not socially conscious at all. It's just what you like to watch. And I do think that's true yeah. to a large extent. Uh-huh. I do think that's true. But I also, you know, you can see the engagement on the post. Yeah. Like you can see how much people engage with this type of content. And like it's, it, it's pretty highly engaged, mm-hmm. like aside from what's being fed to me. And, and I also do think that Gen Z, you know, skews very socially aware generally. Well, they inherited a shit show, so that makes sense. Exactly. Well, I'm excited to go on and just watch theater kids. Just be reminded of my youth. That's the only thing I would have done with it. I mean, that's essentially what I do, so. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Allie, you can give me snarky notes anytime on my performance on this podcast. I'll take them. Great. Great. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) All right, EJ. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for having me. I just want to light all social media on fire. You're really anti-social media these days. <laughs> it's just like... What happened? Well, I know a I lot happened. <laughs> a lot has happened. A lot nationally, has happened. And then like, I yeah. Think, yeah, nationally. And then personally, like insomnia just makes it like so hard to focus. And then I just feel like bombarded all the time by everything. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. just like, just really like I want to get a dumb phone. And you I want to just... Yeah, read a book. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad there's a socially conscious angle for sure. Um, although it does sound like, as with all social media platforms, you can kind of get whatever you want from it. So, yeah. Right. right. And I think TikTok's about to go downhill considering all the celebrities are now on board. Like, that's how it goes. <laughs> I mean, once Will Smith gets there, it's done. <laughs> oh, I love Will Smith. I, don't, I, know, I just I do don't too. understand, like, um, <laughs> how these platforms are all different. You know what I mean? Like Facebook tried to do Facebook watch and I still see ads all over LA for like, watch this only on Facebook watch. And then like Quibi raised literally a billion dollars and they're like, well, we're mobile first content. Like we're creating stuff that's like for your phone. It's like, okay, cool. Like just like Snapchat did. Like I don't. I Quibi, it's someone, a friend of mine told me about Quibi and it made my fucking head explode. And I don't, I don't know if we want to get into it here, but holy shit. I don't know about Quibi. Do we want to get into it? It's basically Hollywood billionaires trying to make a, a, a platform for video. And and like Ali said, it's like, it's but it's movies, but on your phone. And it's like, yeah, like every other thing that's already on your exactly. phone. They're like, what, no, but it's native. Possibly... It's made for your phone. And I'm like, yeah, just like Snapchat is just... doing and it's been throwing a fuck ton of money at. And just look like Facebook Bananas tried to money. do while already having a built-in audience, you know. Mm-hmm. And then yep. there's like yep. Apple trying to do Apple TV. It's like, just be a tech company. Like, I don't know why you need Apple TV which 
I don't know if their second go round is going to be better, but their first go round failed very badly. <laughs> well, make a box and that's fine, but don't make content like Apple making. Con- I mean, Amazon's making. Everyone's making. They're content, all. Ma- they're but, all doing uh, it. They're all doing good it. Good luck. And I yeah, also just yeah. like don't understand how they. Everyone just steals each other's ideas, and that's ethical. Like I don't. I don't get it. So TikTok came out of Musical.ly, I think. But then like also my friend's app, Triller, just like there's so many apps where it's like you make music videos. Like I just, I don't know. And then filters. It's like, oh, everyone liked their filters on Snapchats and Instagram added filters. I'm like, how is any of this fucking legal? I don't know if you've heard, Ali, but ethics have died. They're dead. There are no Mm. ethics anymore. Mm. We're going to need to Mm -hmm. redefine ethics as individuals and in our communities. And yeah, but we've lost a moral compass, shall we say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, but then back to EJ's point of like, we we know that social media is a cesspool, but there may be, and it's hard to quantify, but maybe if if all teens are connected and seeing all different points of view and all different content and sure there are trolls and racists and sexists and transphobic people that rear their ugly heads on the platforms but net positive teens are more socially aware because of social media i've heard that before i've heard studies about that and uh so call me an optimist but i think being connected is better than not connected at the end of the shitty social media day i think so too um wait you think being connected is better than not being connected yeah overall over time over large swaths of data i think that's probably better because and we've talked about this so many times this is what our show is about imagine if you are a trans person or you like dungeons and dragons or you like knitting and no one in your town in nebraska is the same as you well get on the internet right, you right, got right. them you found your yeah people. yeah for sure for sure uh, i think that's a net positive it always will yeah. be i hope i hope this shows this show is interesting to me because <laughs> my own show is great we started it before the world like really well i mean i guess we started it after the election but still like things really got dark like after we started the show i think yeah but i am i am really glad that like i love that like there's a theater kid community there and that girls are using it to like call out their exes um like i love that and i definitely like would have used it in as as a theater dork if I, when i was a kid that's all i would have done i feel this doesn't have to do with uh tiktok necessarily but i feel like i have um more awareness now of gen z because every day i'm sit i'm working alongside somebody of that generation um ali and i have somebody a teammate of ours who's just out of college and uh so she and i've been spending time together and recently i don't know if i shared this with you ali but um, I led a session at a company about bias, and microaggressions, and inclusion in the workplace. And um, I would say the people in that session at this company were anywhere between like 25 and 30, like late 30s. And uh, this employee, I'm talking about this, this uh, young woman, she attended just to kind of get a feeling for what that session would be like. And when we left, she said to me, Jen, she's like, that was great, but um, I she's like, I'm so surprised that people didn't already know about all of this stuff. And I was like, well, Mm -hmm. how did you, how do you know about all this? And she's like, well, we just, we learned it in school. Like, you know, what is bias? What are microaggressions? And she said, it was just like a very natural part of the conversation in the last four to, you know, however many years of her life. And I, yeah. yeah. And like, she's right. Most people in the workshop are like, I don't know what a microaggression is, but (laughs) it's just a different generation. And there's a lot of hope in that, I think. Well, we didn't learn about it till we worked with a high school. Exactly. Right? This is not the first time you and I heard about it. <laughs> about mm. microaggressions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is years ago. So, now, yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't learn about any of this shit growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, progress. Yeah. Maybe the education system isn't as fucked as we thought. Also, anytime I take in anything plastic to the workplace, I feel really self-conscious because she's like very like zero waste. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my yes. God. You should. Also, I Jen, should. I'm always I surprised by you because you are like, um, I don't know, you love to like go to a farm and like do yoga. But then like, yeah, you've got your plastic bottles. What the fuck are you doing? I know. I'm a lot better than I used to be. Put it in a recycling be. bin. Yeah. Put it in a recycling bin. You're fine. Do. New York doesn't compost and it makes no sense. Well, right. That's the whole thing. As a New Yorker, like you think you're liberal and then you move to California and you're like, I don't know which fucking trash can to use. Why are there three? Then you go back to New York and you're like, you people are animals. Like it's just. They just throw throw trash on the street. You're like, what? That's how we do it here. You do though. The streets are full of fucking trash. Yes. It's it's disgusting. New York City is a disgusting hole. Yep. Yep. I didn't see it till I left. And now, yeah, I'm going back this week and I'm (laughs) dreading it. Also, it's supposed to be like in the 20s. I don't even know how to do that anymore. Just Uh. vape your way through it. You're fine. (laughs) I'm going to be high the whole time. Also, I moved here and I was like, fuck all my winter clothes. I'm going to light them on fire. And now I'm trying to pack and I'm like, oh, dear. Uh. (laughs) I don't have clothes. Well, if you need to borrow anything. I do. We we do know that we fit in the same size clothing. Strangely, yeah, even though it's we just very different me. Like for, for Jen, it's a pair just, of shorts, yeah, and for me, up. it's pants. <laughs> right, right. So but I'll, no, I'll, I'll like, save all my shorts for you. Yeah, we're like strangely <laughs> proportional and not at the same time. Did, did you ever see that movie Twins with yes. uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito? <laughs> yeah, I won't say who's no. who in that scenario. No, it's okay. I think I saw it. I definitely know what you're talking about, and that's like such a silly premise for a movie. That's why it's great. Do you like twins? Tweet at us. <laughs> well, I'm a twin. Yeah, you're a twin. So... That was required viewing. Yeah. Yeah, it was required. Yeah, it was. It was required by the National Bureau of Twinship. They were like, Allie, you have to. Yeah, it's yeah. required. <laughs> Just like trivia. 80s viewing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, cool. We don't make the rules. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Favorite part of the day. a long time listener. I love, love your podcast. I've told all my friends about it. And you asked a question on one of your previous episodes. Um, what do I do when I listen to your podcast? Nothing gross, I promise. I usually listen and cook. Um, and I just love, love your show. Thanks for everything you do. Take care. Bye. Aww. Sarah. That's so sweet. Call us back. Let us know what you cook and send me some recipes at 2G1Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, now that you hear how amazing that sounds, please call us and do the same. The number you can reach us at is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. And join our Discord server. It's discord.gg slash 2G1P. Uh, a whole community of listeners is there. You can come join us, shoot the breeze, suggest show topics, or just say hello. Allie, if they would like to make a contribution to this here podcast, what do they do? Please go to patreon.com slash 2G1P. It is so helpful. You can make donations as small as a dollar or as much as a million. And then I'll go hang out with you in VR. So please check it out. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. Okay, TikTokers. See you next time.
by Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg, then uploaded as a one-hour TikTok under the hashtag Riverdale. I mean, produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. Outside Hall Day!